Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London, and welcome to our worship during this season of Advent, one of my favourite times of the year, when we engage with some powerful themes as we prepare for the coming of Christ into our world at Christmas. Do please let us know where you're listening from and give us a like. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to contribute towards the cost of these online services, which is very warmly appreciated, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. But now may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart.
be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this Advent Sunday. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We light these Advent candles to remind us of those who prepared for the coming of Christ, the patriarchs, the prophets, John the Baptist and the Virgin Mary. Lord God, as we remember them, help us in preparing to celebrate the birth of, Christ, of Jesus Christ, to make our hearts ready for him, to make his home among us. So we light the first of our big Sovereign Lord, you call the patriarchs to live by the light of faith and to journey in the hope of your promised fulfilment. May we be obedient to your call and be ready and watchful to receive Jesus Christ, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Blessed be God forever. to all of you who've helped. If children would like to go to the back of church to join your Sunday club leader, let us sit or kneel for our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen.
Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, that on the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring forth for David. And he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the first letter to the Thessalonians. For what thanksgiving can we render to God for you, for all the joy which we feel for your sake before our God, praying earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all men, as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and upon the earth distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fating with fear and with foreboding of what is coming into the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree, and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, 
when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a snare, for it will come upon all who dwell upon the face of the whole earth. But watch at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that will take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It was the summer of 1981, and I had just finished sitting my final exams at university, and my friends and I were enjoying that glorious sense of freedom and liberation that comes when a particularly gruelling series of exams is finally over. It felt wonderful. And because we were in South Wales, very near the Gower Peninsula, we decided to celebrate our newfound freedom by going to the beach for an evening barbecue. Now, those of you who are familiar with that particular stretch of coastline will know that the beaches there are absolutely stunning, particularly if you're prepared to abandon your car and walk some distance across difficult terrain to reach some of the more obscure little coves that are hidden between the cliffs. And because one of our number was studying marine biology and happened to have undertaken his final year dissertation on the subject of barnacles, Balanus balanoides, the Latin name for them has been scored in my memory ever since, we happened to have an expert guide to the beaches of the Gower in our very midst. So we drove to the coast, taking with us all the provisions we needed for the barbecue we parked the car, and we then walked for a mile or so over the cliffs, negotiating rocks and bracken, a lot of sheep, barbed wire fences, and the occasional rather scary precipitous drop. But our efforts were more than rewarded because, aided by our marine biologist guide, eventually we came to the most exquisite little sandy cove, it was the perfect setting, completely isolated and still, and extremely quiet. Apart from the cry of the sea birds and the gentle sound and motion of the sea, it really was peaceful. And despite the wonderfully warm summer weather, there was not another soul in sight. So we built a fire on the beach, which these days would probably be completely illegal, we cooked our barbecue, and we had a truly wonderful and memorable evening, culminating in one of the most spectacular sunsets I think I have ever seen. And it was so warm and so pleasant that we sat there far into the night by the light of the fire, talking and feeling at one with the natural world and with each other, until 
Eventually, at about two o'clock in the morning, we finally decided that we really ought to pack up and make for home. So we gathered our possessions, we carefully bagged up all of our rubbish, I'm pleased to report, and then finally we put out the fire. At which point we suddenly discovered that we had a very serious problem because it was only when we put the fire out that we realized that it was in fact our only source of light. And because we were all accustomed to living in an urban environment with houses and street lighting all around us, it came as a real shock to discover quite how dark the world can be in the absence of artificial light. More seriously, we were faced with the daunting task of trying to retrace our steps in pitch darkness along a route that had been challenging and at times dangerous, even in broad daylight. What followed was for me one of the most frightening experiences of my entire life. We stumbled over rocks and became impaled on barbed wire, rapidly losing all sense of direction and horribly aware of just how perilous the terrain was. We felt our way along slippery paths and narrow ridges, unable to see virtually anything at all, and with the terrifying sound of the waves crashing far below us. Fearful and disorientated, I can remember being acutely aware of quite how lost and vulnerable I felt and how enormously grateful I was that at least I wasn't having to make that journey alone. Anyway, having stumbled along for what felt like an absolute eternity with no idea at all of where we were heading, eventually we climbed over a sizable rock and then... Suddenly, there in the distance, was a sight that gladdened our hearts beyond all measure. <clears throat> it was the sight of a solitary street lamp. And a street lamp meant a road, and a road meant civilization, safety, getting home again in one piece. And I swore to myself that I would never, ever take the privilege of street lighting for granted ever again. You see, the really interesting thing is that you can only truly appreciate light and value light and understand why light matters if you have experienced its absence. In other words, you have to know something about the reality of darkness in order fully to appreciate light just as it can take an unexpected power cut to remind you suddenly of the value of candles and of the need to keep matches in a place where you can actually find them. And that is also why the church's calendar, which begins afresh today with the start of the season of Advent, is so important and also, I have to say, so clever. Why is Advent traditionally a season of penitence? Why am I standing before an altar that is in dark blue? Why is Advent the time when traditionally the church addresses some of the most profound 
and challenging themes to do with darkness and death and judgment? The answer is that in order to prepare ourselves properly to celebrate the coming of the light of Christ into the world at Christmas, we must first remind ourselves of what darkness is really all about, re-engage with it, make it our own, inhabit it for a while, because only then can we begin to understand at a deep level why Christmas really matters. And it is unquestionably the case that the best Christmas celebrations I have ever experienced have always been directly linked with my having made the effort to make a proper Advent journey. Because in order to appreciate light, you first have to experience darkness. The one thing that made my scramble over the Gower rocks in pitch darkness bearable was the knowledge that I was not travelling alone. I had companions with me who were sharing that same experience. And in the same way, when we make the journey through Advent throughout these four Sundays, we do not travel alone. We share that journey together. And by travelling the journey together as members of the family of the church, in the process, we can also begin to equip ourselves to face those difficult times when they arise for us in real life. Because one of the hardest things that any human being ever has to deal with is darkness, real darkness, the kind of spiritual or emotional darkness that descends the moment that you wake up in the morning and envelops every moment of the day that lies ahead. The kind of darkness that feels like a life sentence because you cannot envisage how it could possibly ever end. Anyone who has experienced deep bereavement, the loss of someone really close, will probably recognize what I'm describing. The same is also true of despair, the kind of despair that can descend over your life like a thick fog, obscuring everything else around you, sapping you of energy, draining the life from you. The Christian faith dares to speak to us of hope in the midst of such terrible darkness. How can it possibly do so? And what is the difference between genuine and authentic hope and a kind of misplaced and delusional fantasy that somehow all that will go away eventually if we do our best not to face the reality of the situation we are in. Real hope, the kind of hope that the Christian faith proclaims, is a very different thing from daydreams and wishful thinking, which is, of course, why it, is so, why it so often comes to us in the form of a gift, unexpected, catching us completely unawares. Real hope is sometimes born of the merest glimpse of a new but very real possibility. Real hope can be quite a fragile thing, as vulnerable as a flickering candle flame, like the one on our, our Advent wreath, although no less real for being vulnerable. And it is a hope that will sometimes have to compete with the temptation to despair 
because human life is like that. The American humorist and social commentator Will Rogers once said, the best way out of a difficulty is through it. In similar vein, the Christian faith teaches us that if we really seek to find the true light, we first have to take the risk of journeying into the heart of darkness. That is the journey for which Advent prepares us. Because, in the words of the psalmist, if I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the night will enclose me, the darkness is no darkness with you, but the night is as clear as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike. And thanks be to God for that. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. As we look for the coming of your kingdom, we pray to you, O Lord. We pray that your church, being filled with love for you, and all your creation might grow in holiness, in wisdom, and in integrity, in all it says and does in your service. Open our eyes that we might see the signs of your will. Open our ears that we might be ready to hear your calling. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Forgive, we pray, the excesses that consume our daily lives and the indulgences that are destructive to the delicate balance of the natural world on which we depend. The greed that feeds conflict and the ignorance which fuels prejudice. 
give courage to those who have the position and influence to make real change. That in this generation we might see the rewards of a new respect of all your creation. That flora, fauna and mankind in all diversity might live together in perfect harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Praying for this community of St. Brides, our families, our friends, and all who share with us in worship here on Fleet Street and across the world, fill us with love for one another. Keep us faithful in our prayer when we are together and when we are apart, that we remain united in the love that is Christ. Protect journalists in their pursuit of the news, particularly those held captive, and protect the people of Fleet Street as they go about their business. Guide and protect all who serve in the ministry of St. Brides, in the ministry of word, music and welcome, and in love and compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring before you our sick, weak and suffering, that all might be touched by your healing power. Give them comfort, relief and hope. We pray for all who suffer from addictions, for the harm it does to them and those around them. Give strength and wisdom to all who nurse and heal and care for our loved ones. Guide and protect them both in their vocations and in their family lives. As we see the effects of the pandemic rising once again, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters across the world who suffer the effects of COVID-19 physically mentally and emotionally. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who have been called from this world to be numbered with your saints. Hear us as we remember them, giving thanks for all they have given in work, in friendship, in love, for all they take with them and for the memories they leave behind. Grant them everlasting refreshment in your heavenly kingdom and keep us mindful that we too await that same call. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer with hearts and minds open to the call of Christ, we pray in his name. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for, the for the sake of your Son, our, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand?
In the tender mercy of our God, the dayspring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because you sent him to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us inheritors of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may with joy behold his appearing, and in confidence may stand before him. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. O Lord our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord, that when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service and joyful in his praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you, scatter the darkness from before your path, and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.